Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Limerick Today listener says you can't give out your child's friend, as in another child, when they're in your home over the summer holidays. We've asked you for your thoughts on this on our Facebook page and you've been having plenty to say on it. Certainly not a black and white issue. And Michelle is on the line. Morning to you, Michelle. How are you doing? Morning, Joe. How are you? Good. So how would you feel if someone reprimanded your child while they were at their house? I don't think I would mind as long as it was generally in line with the discipline I would do myself. You know, um, I my my own child, well, I have two children, but my seven-year-old, really at the moment, especially in COVID, there wouldn't be many people who would be going to their house or we would have them in our house at the moment because, you know, the restrictions. But um, I know certainly I had a conversation with my own sister a few years ago um, and I, I essentially expect her to treat my child as if he was hers when he's with her, if you know what I mean. And that's certainly the discussion that I've had with friends who have, who have had, and my child has had Luke. So you've chatted to friends as well? Yeah, yeah, I have. I have wonderful friends, <laughs> very good friends, who have kids of a similar age. And sometimes it just makes sense, you know, we'll pick the two of them up from summer camp together, and I'll keep them for the afternoon, and then tomorrow you keep them. You know, so you do want to have that discussion, and I suppose you probably wouldn't be friends with people who didn't have the same thoughts of your own. I mean, you know, it, it, it's not it's not condonable to discipline a child physically anymore, any anywhere. And I, I certainly don't think I would be friends with people who don't who do that. Um, but I, I, I think you have to have that discussion. You, you should know that. You, you shouldn't just assume. Mm. So, what would happen then if, in a particular situation, your child came home from a friend's and said, you know? Um, Mary's parents were given out to me while I was over there. I didn't like it. Didn't like it. I, I would say, well, I, first I would start to say, what did you do? <laughs> what happened? And then I'd probably raise, um, you know, the mom and say, what did something happen with Luke and Mary? Or did something happen? And, uh, you know, do, is, is there any problem? Is everything okay? And if the answer is yours was horrible. <laughs> well, they're probably true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say, well, you know what? Maybe that's something I should talk to him about and talk to him about his behaviour, you know? But I, I would try to get the, the side, both sides of the story before I'd make up my mind, you know? And and if it was something that was ongoing or if I felt uncomfortable, then I certainly wouldn't be sending my child to their home again, you know? Yes. Um, yeah. If I felt anyway uncomfortable. Um, but as I said, you know, especially in COVID times, the people that do te- you do tend to drop the kids off or let them take your child for something, you know, you trust them implicitly. I mean, the child is the most important, the absolute most important thing, possession, you know, that I that we have. So for me, it's, it's really important to look after them. You know, I wouldn't give them to anyone who I didn't trust absolutely sure. implicitly. Yeah. Okay, Michelle, well, thank you for that. Uh, Christine is also on 461995 right now. Hi, Christine. Uh, Good morning, Joe. How are you? What are your thoughts on this one? Well, I 100% agree with what that lady just said there. Um, like, it takes a village to rear a child, and it's very, very true because you're not going to, like, if my child is in someone else's house and my child gets given out, that will so be it. If I'm minding another child and they're in my home with under my roof, and they do something wrong, 
I'm going to turn around and I'm going to say, well, don't do that. Or like, I'll give an example. Child kicks the ball in the house, breaks something, tells a lie about it. I'm going to give out to that child and I'm going to say, well, go sit on time out and you go think about what you did. The, his his mum or dad or whoever's wearing him might induce time out, but like I have the and, time out. And if the child house, says that to you, you know, I'm, I don't do time outs in my house. I say, well, you're not in your house now, you're in my house. When you go home, your mum or dad or whoever is dealing with him can speak to them about it. But right now, you're after getting in trouble in my house, you go sit and I don't really necessarily call it time out. I call it, go. I just say, go sit in the chair and think about what you did. I call it mostly a thinking chair for my child. But to let him think about his behaviour because, Joe, in all fairness, I'm not going to wear a child that's going to go to someone else's house and act up and turn around and say, yeah, well, you're not allowed to vote to me. Not a hope. No way. But, Christine, I mean, would you consider having a little notebook, taking the notes down and talking not to the parent all. about it and no. let the parent I, deal with their own child? I would just simply say, no, not at all. I would simply say, when mum, dad, nan or granddad, whoever it is, uncle Anne's came back to collect said child, I would say, look, we had an incident today. Sorry to tell it from my point of view. And you can deal with it if you want, but I don't want anything else brought about it. Yeah, so. but I suppose the only thing is, you know, listen, like my young fellow would talk for Ireland. I don't know where he gets that from. Um, but um, like he'll sometimes come home and, and come up with the maddest stories about there was an elephant on the stairs of someone else's house and was running up and down. Oh, you, but sure, come here, my young fellow. My, my young fellow came home from my sister's one day and said that she, he put her into the boot for a car and drove him into town. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, he was only four years of age. <laughs> and I had to video record that and I had to send it to my sister and I said, now what are you doing to my poor child? But my, sister, my sister's car was in the garage <laughs> That's a good story. So, like, they come out with the wildest of things. Like, I honestly don't know. I think if something got to do with a Peppa Pig programme, he'd watch up there or something. But, like, sure. honest to God, like, the stories they come up with, if you were to believe everything a child says, like, if we were to fall out with every every parent that corrected our child, we wouldn't be friends with anyone in the world anymore, I don't think. But you do know, like, we're all the same. We all have a bit of a blind spot when it comes to our own kids you know you don't bristle just a little bit you know for example let's say you were in the other room you know and the the kids were in another room there was an adult in there and your child was given out in that context you know maybe entirely legitimately but you don't think for a moment what's the story with that no well to be honest like if if that like an adult isn't a stupid person well I can't speak for every adult on the planet I don't think you can really (laughs) Well, like, an adult is going to understand and see, right, that behaviour was wrong from that child. Do you know what I mean? And, like, you take into account maybe a child has additional needs or something like that, and you allow purpose for so much extra behaviour or whatever the case may be in that situation. But if a child pushes the boundaries, you correct that child, whether I'm in the room or not. I'd appreciate it because, like, I would have the highest respect for someone that would tell my child, don't you do that. Yes. Because it gives him the respect of not only do I have to respect my mum and dad, but I also have to respect this person as well. Because in the generation we live in today, Joe, kids are afraid of absolutely no one, including the guards. Yeah. And and I wonder about that. I mean, ultimately, you know, if you found that there was a child coming over to your house regularly and it really didn't matter what you said or how much giving out you did, they still behave badly. Would you get to a point... 
I would have to, I would have to, like, kind of either cut the child coming in and out of my house or else have a chat with the parents. And if the parent got sour about it, I would then send my child out on the road to play with the child. I wouldn't have the child in my house. As far as, like, my friends that bring their kids in here know that, like, if I have their child and their child's being bold, like, I tell that child, no. I do my own, my own family, like, and my friends' kids, like, Right. I just I, I tell that child no, that doesn't happen in this house. Like even if they're having a sleepover here, oh, I stay up till eleven o'clock. I'm like, well, my iPad before bed. I'm like, well, rule in this house, no iPad before bed for an hour. That's the rule in this house. You don't like it, you don't have to come back. Okay, okay. Uh, that's Christine talking to us. Uh, Michelle, you heard from as well, and a good friend of the show and parenting expert Deirdre Holland Hannan is on the line. Good morning to you, Deirdre. Hi, Joe. How are you? I think this is one of the trickiest, stickiest <laughs> issues of the lot. Yeah, it is. And it's it's easy to discuss and be very adamant about things in hypothetical situations and within maybe a small circle, which we're all in at the moment. But things get very muddy very quickly with these things. Um, like if the parent is in the house or... If the parent is with their child, it's no one's responsibility to discipline them, only the parent. And also, as a mom of two and one on the way, why would I want to take on any more than my own? So if the parent is there, I, I don't see why anyone else is getting involved or taking on any other parenting responsibility. Right, but I get that. But what happens in a scenario where you know that your child on this specific occasion was entirely in the right and the other parent is not looking at the situation um, in a rational way. Yes, and this has actually come up um, a couple of times um, with friends and clients recently. And it's funny, and what I always say is, yeah, continue not to parent their child, but absolutely parent yours. So if your child is in the right, have the, the courage of your convictions and the courage of your normal parenting style to let your child know that openly in public and let them know you're standing with them. You're still just parenting your child. You're not telling the other child, you know, you don't need to do that. I'm going to give out. I'm going to punish you. That'll lead to pandemonium. And if the other parent is there and you are saying to your child, well, listen, you, you did the right thing there. Well done in front of the child and the parent. That's open warfare. Well, I'm okay with that because I'm not going to lie to my child. I'm not going to change the consistent limits, boundaries and values I'm instilling on him consistently. So, like, I'm not going to tell my child, oh, now that we're in company, I'm going to change what I say, how I do it. Um, what are you What are you teaching the child to not have the courage or conviction and say, look, uh, Ned, Billy, whoever, you know, we don't hit in our house. You're right. We don't hit each other. And that's what we do in our house. And I don't ever want to see it hidden and you don't need to or whatever it is you know whatever it is but it also changes this whole argument changes with every year of development this whole argument changes like when you have real smallies or when you have massive age gaps and you have an unfair fight it all changes as well you know if you have a little three-year-old and a five-year-old then it's important that that is mediated if things are heating off because it's not a fair fight it's not developmentally the same so this argument is so multifaceted, it's, it's, it's not as clear cut. And also, like as your first speaker said, it's really important that you're not just taking every play day, every social gathering. You know, you have to 
people that are going to parent the same as you. And you are going you have to be able to trust them hundred percent that if you're actually leaving them unsupervised, that you actually agree with their parenting style. And part of the contract of leaving your child unsupervised, a verbal contract between you and another parent is that they are going to look after them in every way. Yeah. Now, I do think again there's another slightly grey line there because they aren't yours and like as the second speaker even mentioned time out, I would totally disagree with that. There's reprimanding, there's teaching, there's keeping your child safe, but it's also not any of our place to punish someone else's child. Right. And like that, this, so, this is so... Oh, I, listen, there is, there is, there is. And we're only scratching the surface really this morning, but we do appreciate uh, your perspective on it. Uh, parenting expert Deirdre Holland Hannon there. Thank you to Christine and Michelle uh, for continuing this conversation. Keep your thoughts coming on it as well. Really tricky area. We're well aware of it and the kind of reaction we've been uh, getting just underlines that. More to come. Call Limerick today now on 461995.